Hey y'all, welcome to Unapologetic Faith. I'm your host, Sonya Taylor. I'm a wife, mom, registered nurse, and transformational life coach. After getting serious about my walk with Christ, I had this overwhelming feeling to share the word of God, but not only to share it, but to explain it in my own unique way where people could actually relate to it because that was once my struggle. What I did not expect was to get a little opposition when I started sharing my faith. But for me, that just kind of added fuel to my fire. As a result, I have gotten more bolder and more confident and fearless about sharing my faith. If you have a desire to grow your relationship with God, understand his word, and be bold and confident and fearless in your walk with Christ, Unapologetic Faith has you covered. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Unapologetic Faith. I'm your host, Sonya Taylor. So on this week's episode, um, I want to talk about writing your vision. And this just kept coming up, um, and I felt like the Holy Spirit um, just kept prompting me. So here we are, and so we're going to talk about it. And I just want to share a little bit of revelation of what God gave me about writing the vision. And so um, I was listening to um, a sermon um, by Dr. Darius Daniels, and he gave a a definition of vision that um, really resonated with me. And he said, vision is a picture of God's preferred future for us. And um, if you're new to this episode, you probably won't recall this, but in the very first or maybe the second episode is where I talked about God had a desire for us to live a certain way. And he wanted us to live a good life. Um, And from the beginning, God has always preferred for us to live um, a good life here on earth, a life that is without lack, pain, suffering, um, anger, fear, and so on. But as we know, Adam and Eve screwed that up for us. And the Bible talks about the promised land. Um, If y'all would just bear with me for a second, I'm going to get to the vision part, but the Bible talks about the promised land and for us, the promised land isn't about land. It's a metaphor for us living a good life um, here on earth until Jesus comes back. And so in John 10, 10, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I came so that you might may have life and have it more abundantly and so abundance means more and so when I think of an abundance I'm thinking I want an abundance of peace I want an abundance of joy fulfillment freedom and um my coins (laughs) as well but what I'm trying to get you to see is all the other things that I mentioned above they they are a definition of lack it it means it's taking something away from you um pain suffering heartache anxiety and all those things they um they subtract from your life and Jesus is saying I want you to have an abundance life the abundant life is a good life (laughs) which is our promised land and so in order for us to get to that life, God gives us a vision, um, or he can give you a vision, um, for that life. And so don't confuse 
your vision with God's vision. Um, I do believe that if we remain in relationship and close fellowship um, with God, our vision will line up with what his vision is. And in Psalms 37, 4, it says to take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. So when you remain in close fellowship with God and you have a relation with him, relationship with him and you're studying his word, you will start to develop these desires and you'll you'll kind of wonder like where did this come from because I've I've actually experienced this myself like why do I have a desire to do certain things and that's God you know giving you that desire and when he gives you that desire um he's trying to give you fulfillment and so um I want to talk about um my main scripture which is the focus of this episode which is Habakkuk 2 um, verse 2 through 3 and it says and this is from the Old Testament it says then the Lord answered me and said write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it for the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it will speak and it will not lie though it tarries wait for it because it will surely come it will not tarry and remember me saying that the bible is not a book of rules but it's a book of instructions to help you get through this life if you look back at the text um uh, the scripture Habakkuk 2 2 verse 3 it tells you what to do or it gives you instructions on what to do it says write the vision make it plain essentially work on it and then wait until it comes and that's God giving you instructions for your life um just stay with me because um I'm gonna come back to that in just a second but for right now I want to talk about um blindness and the reason why I want to touch on that is because when you see um the Bible when it speaks about blindness Blindness is a metaphor for people that lack vision for their life. So how can you write a vision if you're blind? (laughs) Okay. And so we're all born spiritually blind until we come to Jesus. And there's actually a, um, if you look in, um, if you read um, John 9, which I'm not going to get into now, but this is, um, that's, uh, there are scriptures where um, Jesus healed um, a blind man and it says that he was blind from birth. And so that's what it's saying to us is that we're, we're blind until we come to Jesus. And when we come to Jesus, that's when the veil is removed. And so when you think about a veil, I think about a woman, a bride who's getting married and she's wearing a veil. And if she has the veil over her face, she can see, but she can't sleep clearly. And so when she lifts the veil up over from over her head, she can see clearly. And so that's kind of how it works with us when we come to Jesus. Um, and if you lack vision for your life, it may be, be it may be because you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
And so in Romans 10, 9, it says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so when you believe, that's literally unlocking your faith, because without believing um, in Jesus, um, that means you don't really it means you lack faith. So you have to believe in him and. Jesus didn't come just for our salvation. And as I if you go back to John 10, 10, he said he came so that we could have life, not just be saved, but to also have a life. And so once you do accept him, you have to follow him and remain in close fellowship with him. OK. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And then there's another translation that I like as well. And it says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. And so I've said this before. The book of Proverbs is a um, book on wisdom. And so essentially what God is saying here is that it's wise to have a vision for your life. Because if you don't have a vision where you're for your life um it says what it's trying to tell us is that you'll be all over the place if you have vision then you have a focus your mind is going to be focused on that thing and i honestly think the only way to know what vision god has um for your life is to seek him and find out and i I will say this as well. God will give you the vision for your life, but it's up to you to carry it out. God will not force um, his vision on you. I also mentioned in a previous podcast um, that God can speak to us through his word, through visions and dreams. And so I'm going to give you two examples in scripture where you can see that. And this is just so... um, you know that God will speak to you through visions and he will he will give you the vision. In Genesis 15:1 it says that sometime later the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, "Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great." Hey, if you're a new believer and you just don't know where to start studying your Bible, listen, I got you covered. I created a really simple and easy to understand Bible study guide. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to download it. Enter your name and email address. It's just that simple. Please don't miss out. Um, Download your free study guide today. And so the other one that I want to reference is Isaiah 1.1. It says, these are the visions that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He saw these visions during the years where Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. These are all in the Old Testament. But I just wanted to show you that God will, God does give his people visions, not only visions, but dreams. And um, I don't want to just start a start a debate about it, but I really think visions and dreams are kind of the same thing. But for right now, we're just going to focus on the word vision. So going back to Habakkuk um, 2 verse 2 through 3. 
I just want to say that there is a season to write the vision, a season to get clear on the vision, and then a season to work on the vision. And I say that because a lot of times we have the expectation that when we write the vision, that it's going to happen immediately. But if you have been um, rocking with God for any amount of time, you know that God does things on his own timing and he does things in his in increments and in phases and in seasons. King Solomon said there's a time and a season for everything. So there's a there's a time to write the vision. Then there's a time to um, get clear on the vision and then to work on the vision. And then the last thing it says that you have to do is to to wait on the vision. And I think that God will give you a vision for every area in your life. I've written a vision for my marriage. I've written a a vision for my kids, my health, my business, my career. Um, You can write a vision for everything. Because remember, the Bible just doesn't talk about salvation. The Bible talks about how to live a good life. We're getting instructions on how to live a good life while we're still here on earth so we want to have a vision for everything our relationships our friendships um and anything um that pertains to us living a, a good life so writing the vision is pretty self-explanatory <laughs> i mean you can write your vision out that's easy the second thing you have to do which is to uh, make it plain on tablets tablets which is getting clarification on your on your vision and so one thing that God wants you to be is clear clear on why he put you on this earth (laughs) Um, if you don't have vision for anything else you should have vision for that because he created of created each and every one of us for a purpose and I don't care who you are where you're from what you look like God created you for a purpose and so once you write the vision and then you get clear on it you can work on it you can't work on what you're not clear on and I hope this is making sense to somebody and if you're not clear on your vision that is a prayer that the Holy Spirit should be prompting you to pray. God, I don't know what it is that you put me on this earth to do. I don't know what vision um, you have for my life. Please show me. And that's just an example of what to pray. But um, you can pray it however you um, feel like. But if you don't have um, vision for your life, you need to be praying to God Um, to help you um, get clear on that vision so after you make it plain and then you work on it it says for the vision is yet for an appointed time and we don't know that appointed time but God knows that appointed time and I think that's the hardest thing for people is to wait and if you go on and read it says but at the end it will speak and it will not lie 
though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And so if God has given you the vision and it's in, it's going to come to pass. (laughs) And I know that it's hard to wait on God. Trust me, I know I get it. I am in a season right now where I'm waiting on God, but I want to give someone um, some encouragement. You know, there are a lot of people (laughs) in the Bible that had to wait on God. And if you Google um, any scriptures um, that say wait on God, there are quite, quite a few of them. And one that particularly comes to mind is in um, Psalms 27. It says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And like I said, that is one of the hardest things for people to do because we want everything right now. We live in a world of instant gratification. We want everything when we want it and how we want it. And it just does not work like that with God. Like the scripture says, it's for an appointed time. We have no control over when it's going to happen or even how it's going to happen. And I think that's what that's the thing that gets the people. I can honestly say that that is a struggle for me. But again, a lot of the people in the Bible, they had to wait. David was one of the people Um, That I can recall right off the top of my head who had to wait. He was anointed a king when he was just a shepherd boy. And um, Joseph was given the dream when he was 17. But it didn't come to pass until he was 42. Abraham's wife, Sarah, God promised her a child, but she had to wait. And she got impatient. And let me just tell you, that did not work out for her. So you do not want to do anything prematurely. Um, You you have to wait on God. And I wanted to say this. It isn't so much um, the waiting, but waiting with a good attitude. While you're waiting and also while you're waiting, you can still be working. Noah worked on the ark, (laughs) Um, but he was still waiting for the rain to come. And so um, he could have easily stopped building or, or stopped working um, because he didn't see any rain. So we have to be patient and we have to wait on God's timing. And I I have gotten to now where it, it doesn't really bother me as much. Um, the waiting some days I, I struggle with it, but I've gotten better at it. And I think it's just human, human nature, um, to be a little impatient. And I've never thought of myself as being a impatient person, but that's one thing that God has shown me, um, about myself. And, um, I'm working on that. And again, when God, when you get to know God, He not only shows you you, he shows you yourself. And remember, God corrects us because he loves us. And so I don't I don't take it, take offense when God shows me myself anymore. Maybe in the beginning I did, but now I don't. And I know that if God is trying to correct me, he's doing it because he loves me.
In essence, waiting on God is not easy, but um, what other choice do we have? And think of it this way. Maybe the waiting is for um, preparation for what God has for you. Um, there's always a reason why God wants us to wait. And if you go back to um, any of the stories, uh, well, any of the people that I talked about, um, God was had them in a season of waiting because he was preparing them. He had to prepare David before he was king. He had to prepare Joseph um, before um, his dream came to pass. And so that is it for this episode about writing the vision. Um, I hope that you all um, will write the vision um, and I pray that everyone gets um, clarity about what it is that God wants them to do um, through that vision. And then, you know, work on it. And after you work on it and you continue to work on it, um, wait patiently because God's word says that it will surely come. And so we don't have to worry Um or have any anxiety about what God says because God is not a man that he should lie. So once again, I thank you guys um, for listening. And if you have not, make sure you subscribe to the show. And if you have already subscribed to the show, please share this with someone that you think that it would add value to their life. Again, thank you guys for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.